Welcome into the latest edition of ESPN SC. I'm Dan Thomas, joined in the studio today by Shaka Hisop and Stevie Nicol. And if that wasn't enough, joining us from Paris is Frank LeBeuf. And from Madrid, Alex Kirkland is with us. And we'll start with you, Alex, because, of course, the January transfer window is open. Kylian Mbappe is a free agent at the end of this season. Let's start off with the fact that do Real Madrid actually want him, given that he's already turned them down twice? Well, at least twice. I've lost count of how many times we've been. Surely it's more than two, isn't it? It's three or four. It's been every summer for the last, I think it's the last three years. Um, look, I think Madrid are still, of course, they're still interested. There were one or two stories before Christmas about were Madrid, you know, backing out of the race for Mbappe. I, I was never too sure about that, to be honest. I think a player of that calibre, if, if they're available, and Mbappe right now at least, six months left in his contract, he is available. Yes, Madrid are interested. Yes, Madrid are lacking uh, a striker. Yes, the Madrid number nine shirt is literally vacant right now. So, so yes, they're interested. Whether that interest translates into Mbappe being unveiled at the Bernabeu this summer is a, is a different question, I guess. Uh, Frank, we've seen you over the years quite anti-Real Madrid. Even when they were winning the Champions League, you didn't think they deserved it. And then you've said for a long time now, Kylian Mbappe shouldn't go to Spain. However, a couple of days ago, you backtracked and you've changed your mind, yes? Yes, I did. And <laughs> I never said what you uh, just said, but uh, I said that uh, Real Madrid has been very lucky to win the Champions in the last time they won, except the final. But before, against Paris Saint-Germain, against Chelsea and against Manchester City, they, was, they were very lucky. But whatever. They, they won it, so they deserved it. But uh, as, what a backhanded that compliment that was. Mbappé, <laughs> Yeah, 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 whatever. But the thing is, uh, is I, I said that Kylian Mbappé um, decided to, uh, to, to get a challenge with uh, Paris Saint-Germain. And it's understandable. He was, he's from Paris and he wants to take that challenge. And, uh, um, and you, you can understand that um, it's maybe more important for him that they're going to Real Madrid. Now, it might be the end of it where he tried everything. He... Uh, he exposed himself into the world, uh, willing to, uh, to stay in Paris Saint-Germain, uh, has received me, uh, lots of criticisms. But at the end of the day, now he's such a talented player that he has the right to, uh, to say, OK, now I want to try another, another thing and then I want to go to Real Madrid. And who doesn't want to get uh, um, Kylian Mbappé at his best? And for sure, Real Madrid are interested. Now it's where do you position him? How? Involved, you're going to put him. Our Ancelotti is going to is going to make sure that he's going to be involved defensively to work hard when he loses the ball. That's the main question mark that I have. Now I don't have the answer. Vinicius Junior plays on the left side. Kylian Mbappe is the best in that same position. Uh, so there are questions that I want to answer before he signs. But I think if there is an opportunity and that he feels that it's maybe the right time because nothing's going to happen with Paris Saint Germain. I think he has the right to, uh, to go there. Uh, Alex, obviously this is quite a tight-knit side, Real Madrid. You don't hear too many stories of any problems within the locker room. Could Kylian Mbappe's arrival change that? I mean, potentially. It's always, it's always tricky, isn't it, when such a big star comes into a dressing room, such a highly paid star comes into a dressing room as well because he would be the highest paid player at Real Madrid by some distance if he came in. I think the top earners right now are... Uh, people like uh, Cross and, uh, and Aleb, uh, uh, Bellingham, Vinicius, a little bit further down the, down the scale. So, yeah, that might ruffle one or two feathers. But ultimately, no, Real Madrid's players would love 
to play with Kylian Mbappe. Players want to play with the best players, don't they? They, they want to have stars in their team and, and to be around them. And this is, a, I think, an exciting Real Madrid project right now. You look at this team, it's a young team, it's a growing team. Uh, you've got players like, like Bellingham. Uh, you've got Mbappe's France teammates like Chouameni and Camavinga. You've got the Brazilians, Vinicius and Rodrigo. I think it's a great team to come and be a part of. And no, a lot of these players, some of them have said it, some have hinted at it over the last year, a few years. They would love to play with Mbappe. They want a player of that quality in their side. And Carlo Ancelotti is probably the ideal coach uh, for a player who, you know, increasingly maybe looks like a little, might be a little bit difficult to, to handle. We've seen that with Luis Enrique. We've seen it with previous PSG coaches as well. But Ancelotti, I think, having just signed a new contract, Ancelotti as well until 2026, might be the, the right man to, to manage that, that kind of thing. So now ultimately from both sides, I think if you can, if you can do this, no, the, the players would love to see him come and join. Makes sense, Angelotti, the right man to kind of help him, guide him. Yeah, a guy with his experience. Um, as far as the locker room is concerned, there's, there's only one criteria, and that's that you pull your weight. Right. That's it. That's the bottom line. Anybody, regardless of how much anybody's making, if you pull your weight, then you're fine. Define and, pull your weight. Well, define pull your weight. Well, Cristiano Ronaldo would be the perfect example. Cristiano Ronaldo, we all know and they all knew that 90% of the time, let's play for him, let's get him the ball, he'll produce. But the key is that Ronaldo also played for them. He clearly played for them. Set pieces against, you would see him heading balls away. You would see him chasing people down. You would see him running for his teammate. And when you're a superstar, is running for you as well. I'll tell you what, that whole team runs more for him. And that's what makes everybody successful. That's why Cristiano was so successful, because he gets everybody in to play for him. But he's also playing for them, that's the key. I, I think the only thing that players care about is that you fit in, that you're a part of the team. To, to, to that point, if somebody comes in, like Kylian Mbappe, and is making a whole lot more, it can actually work in, in my favour. If I'm Jude Bellingham, for argument's sake, and Kylian Mbappe comes in and is making twice as much as I am, but then I go next season and I outscore Kylian Mbappe, I'm looking forward to, to that conversation <laughs> with, with, with Florentino Perez. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So it, it, it can prove a, 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 an encouragement to, to the rest of the dressing room in terms of if I play well, this is the kind of money I could be earning. Uh, the sooner this is done, the better for everyone's sanity, isn't it, Alex? Certainly for mine, and probably for yours as well, and yes, certainly for, for Real Madrid, because look, this is, this is one of the longest-running sagas that anybody can remember. And Madrid want it done this month, ideally in the first half of this month, if it were going to be done, because remember, what Madrid really want, whether he comes or whether he doesn't, what Madrid are desperate to avoid is being embarrassed again, is being messed around again, because frankly, they were messed around. Um, certainly two years ago, and to a certain extent the year before that and, and last year, as well, it, it was. It's embarrassing for a club like Real Madrid. You know, Real Madrid. Their their outlook is, you know, you don't say no to us. You don't turn us down. If we want you, you you come. And you certainly don't say that you're going to come and then end up not coming. Like I say, it was it was embarrassing. It was a little bit uh, humiliating. I don't, I don't think that's a stretch to to say that. And so they want to make sure whatever happens, if it's coming or not, I think there's some resolution there. There's some clarity there. If they get it, if it's done, it's signed. The contracts are signed. There's no backing out because that was the problem last time. They were relying on the player's word, essentially. And in the end, the player went back on his word and changed his mind. It can't happen again, can it, Alex? They want this done, of course, before the end of the month. Yeah. Well, like I said, the difference this time with six months left, of course, is that there's no... There's no wiggle room really for Mbappe. There's no reason for Mbappe to say, let's try and sort of delay it. Let's give excuses as to why he wouldn't want to get it done. Like I say, 
if he's going to come, we'll sign a contract. You can sign a pre-contract agreement. The terms are there, the same terms that were agreed back um, yeah, previously when he was on the brink of, of joining. So like I say, you know, what, what excuse could he give really? Uh, he needs more time or whatever. I don't think Madrid would accept that. I think it's, look, if you want to come, like I say, let's sign the contract. Let's get it there in, in, in black and white. And so there's no room for manoeuvre. There's no possibility of, of, of more embarrassment, of more hesitation, of more kind of arm twisting from, from PSG as well. Uh, meanwhile, of course, Real Madrid in action tomorrow, the first game of the year, Alex. And speaking ahead of that, Carlo Ancelotti was inevitably asked, not well, about Mbappe, where he just said, shut up, I'm not talking about it. But he was also asked uh, about what was going to happen. At this moment, we aren't considering signing another centre-back. We're lacking important players, but we have another two who we believe in, Nacho and Rudiger, and two others who can play there, uh, Chiumeni and Carver House. So right now, we aren't considering a signing... But what, just sign someone, Alex. What are they doing? Well, Real Madrid don't like, don't like acting like that. They don't like kind of um, going against the, the plan. They don't like panicking or hurrying or kind of emergency signings. They only do it when it's absolutely necessary, like when they brought in Kepa in the summer. Um, so they think, look, we've got, like I said, we've got Nacho. Um, Nacho's a, a very good player. We've got Rudiger having probably the best season of his Real Madrid career today in brilliant form, Rudiger. And they're going to muddle through. If they have to, they've got many who can come in and, and do a job. Eddie Militao should be back from his ACL tear maybe towards the end of March. Now, that's, that's, a, that's a while away, but enough perhaps to contribute at least until the end of the season. Of course, Alaba's going to be out until, until next season. But it's difficult in January. Like The right sort of player that you might want isn't necessarily available. Like, you don't want to make a kind of an impulse that you end up regretting committing yourself to a player that you don't necessarily want. So I think they'd rather, and this is more the club maybe than Ancelotti, I think Ancelotti would have quite liked to bring a player in. But the club are saying, no, look, let's stick with what we've got, let's stick with plan A, and let's get through it, and let's hope that Rudiger and Nacho uh, stay fit at least until Militao's back. Right, Steve, let's talk very quickly as well, so that it doesn't look like Alex Kirkland's internet is bad, and it's just that everybody's talking faster today, and I think that'll all be fine. The problem is, surely, is that you are really down to the bare bones. You're fighting for the Champions League as well, and La Liga. So what you can do? Well, if you're Real Madrid, it's really... <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. So you're going, to, you're going to gamble the Champions League and La Liga because you don't want to go and get some cover? That makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. The, None. The, the only way this makes sense for me is, is, is that Real Madrid are preparing some kind of a war chest for Kylian Mbappe and feel that bringing in somebody kind of eats away at that, anticipating what it'll cost both in transfer fee and, and in salary. That, that's the only thing that makes any kind of sense to me. And what we've seen over the years, Carlo Ancelotti, more than anybody else, has been able to manage... Real Madrid, the machine that, 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 is, that is Real in terms of singing from the same song sheet, doing what needs need to be done, um, passing on those messages from the boardroom. But at, at, at the same time, as incredible a man manager as he is, somehow gets the best of players not playing in their natural positions and takes, whether he, he plugs Carvajal or Chouameni in, in as centre-back, somehow you sit here and just feel... He's going to get it right again. They don't win the Champions League doing that. Well, no. They well, might win La Liga. Oh, that, right. that's because because you're, you're, right now it seems like Girona's your, your toughest opponent, mm -hmm. who we all think is going to fall away. So you might win La Liga, but Real Madrid's not about that, are they? They're, they absolutely are about Champions League. Of course. So they're going to gamble not competing properly in the Champions League because they want to, they want to get a war chest. That, that makes no sense to me. Go on, Frank. 
I'm sorry, uh, but uh, for the first time of the year, I'm going to disagree with uh, with Stevie, and uh, I really think that's a clever clever decision. Um, you know what you have. You know he knows the dressing room. You know how the dressing works. He knows that Nacho, Rudiger, or maybe Cavaral or Chouamini can play. So there are four players in the Champions League. Those players can can be effective as well, and uh, and, uh, and and do the job. Uh, and he knows that the players are going to come back, and so. He's going to have a problem later on if he gets a player, a new player in. Because he, does, he, 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 will, he will be stuck with one more, two, one player too many. And that's the problem that he had that he will face later. And I think it's why he's uh, preventing himself to, uh, to face. He, he knows what he has. He knows that this might be enough. Yeah, of course, he's not sure, 100% sure. But he thinks that it's going to be enough to cope with the Champions League and, uh, and the La Liga. And... Uh, and doesn't want to jeopardize any uh, spirit, but also competition into the group that will uh, create maybe some uh, some issues to him and to uh, and to Real Madrid overall. See, here's, here's the thing: the theory is good. What Frank said there, in theory, makes sense. Mm. Unfortunately, if Real Madrid are playing against Man City in the knockout rounds, and you look at the team sheet and you look at Ellen Haaland up front against Carvajal. I don't think I think you're thinking a different thing completely. That that's kind of my point. The the issue the challenge of that though, Stevie, is who do you bring in in January? Real Madrid are, are linked with Varane, Thiago Silva. Are, are those? Well, to be fair, only Stevie's it's, linked to Thiago Silva. Well, I'm, I'm just yeah. well, I'm just I'm, I'm just saying. But are, are those are those the players that win? Are those the centre backs that win in the Champions League? Right. I'm not sure you get a a centre back to turn you into Champions League winners in January. Again, I'm not I'm not. Understand the argument. I'm not saying that you just go and buy a squarehead, you know. But but if you use your brains and you can get an experienced guy like Thiago Silva, where you can put him in in the Champions League, he doesn't have to play in the Liga. You can get away with Chouamani or Carvajal, whoever it is. That's my point. Listen, if if you can't get anybody who's who's got the experience or who can fit the bill, then fine. But you shouldn't just shut the door and say no. We're fine. Uh, just to remind you, you can see that game between Real Madrid and Mallorca. That will be live on ESPN Plus tomorrow. Good couple of games, in fact, as well, because it's Atleti against uh, Girona. Our coverage with Shaka Hislop in the studio starts at 12.45 Eastern. Haaland, De Bruyne, Stevie and Shepard, Spy, Shaka and Naps, all great teammates. But what's the perfect teammate for growing your business? Well, that's Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify makes it easy for you to show up exactly the way you want to. Customize your online store to your style with gorgeous, flexible templates and powerful tools. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Plus, Shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash FC. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash FC now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash FC. 
passion, drive and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights and more. Whether you're into speed, power or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. So just a reminder, this is how we start 2024 in Spain. Real Madrid and Girona, of course Girona, uh, level on points at the top of the table. Atletico Madrid third, Barcelona fourth. We've already asked uh, one big question looking ahead to the new year, and that was about Kylian Mbappe. Uh, let's ask you a few more, shall we, Alex? Starting with, how long has Xavi got? I think Xavi gets time. I think Xavi gets at least until the end of the season to, to get things right, because it's Xavi. Because of what he represents, because of how popular he is with the fan base, was a legend as a as a player, I think there's still a belief in him and they can get this right, but they've got to make top four. Of course, that's a bare minimum for Barcelona. They've got to make top four and really they need to be challenging for the title. Right now, they're, they're not out of the race, but it's Madrid and Girona and then Atleti and Barca in sort of a second rung, I guess you might say, and that's not good enough for, for Barcelona. They're not playing well. The team is kind of dysfunctional. They're not defending well. They're not attacking well either, but he'll be given time, I think, to, to get this right. Almost whatever happens, Xavi gets, I think, until the end of the season. And that's simply because he's Xavi. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, you win the, you win the league the previous year, then plus you're Xavi, then you, yeah. you deserve a little leeway. Uh, and with Alex. If, if they're in the top four, he, he stays. Really? Yeah. And if they're outside of it, then he, he probably deserves to go. The issue is, chat. the issues are everywhere. You know, not yeah. converting goals and not defending as they did so well last season. And, and their all-round play just has not been good. I, I think the most alarming thing for me is, is rumours coming out of, of Barcelona, about Laporta and what's happening behind the scenes. That just suggests that he's undermining Xavi a, a little, which seems really strange, really concerning to me. Because I'm with everybody in that this is Xavi. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you don't go behind his back, given his standing with, with, with the football club. And while things aren't great right now, he needs that support. Mm. And I, I just don't think he's getting it. So, I, as a result, I, I just feel that he's got until the end of the season. I don't see them winning the league. Um, so, if they, if they don't lift other significant silverware, it'll be seen as a, as a failed season. And again, given some of the rumours and speculation... I'm not sure that that paints a pretty picture for, for next season. And then who will take over next Michel season? Michel will take over next oh, season. Oh, there you are, Shaq. The manager yeah. of Girona, of That's course right. he will. Uh, meanwhile, a lot more optimism, of course, around Real Madrid, especially uh, Jude Bellingham. So the next big question for 2024, will he be top scorer, Alex? Yeah, I think so. I, th I think he will be. I, I think you look at the competition, and right now it isn't there. You look at Atletico Madrid, you've got Griezmann, Morata scoring goals, having great seasons, sure. And you look at Girona and someone like Dovbik, who's been who's been scoring goals and overperforming. I think the only real challenger to Bellingham finishing as top scorer is if, and it's a big if, if Barca get it right, if Lewandowski goes on a run. You could see Lewandowski you know, going on a streak of scoring in game after game after game. And then, yeah, sure, he'd be a contender with, with Bellingham. But otherwise, I think, I think Bellingham is, is, is out there. The only way that that changes is if this, 
if this incredible goal scoring form that Bellingham has shown so far dries up completely, which it shows no signs of doing so far. Um, but like I say, I just don't see the contenders there. I don't see a sort of a, a high volume goal scorer who can compete with Bellingham right now, apart from Lewandowski, if somehow he finds his shooting boots. Is that likely? Yeah, I, I, I think my, my only if to, to Bellingham not lifting the leading goal scorer in, in La Liga is if Kylian Mbappe arrives. And, and, and that is, is just, I, I don't see that happening. I, I just feel that the way Madrid play with the front two just allows for Bellingham to arrive late, as he's done so well all season long. So unless that changes and they go to a front three and all of a sudden Bellingham is asked to sit a little bit deeper, then I, I think the chasing pack uh, makes, up, makes up the ground. But I, I don't see Mbappe changing. I don't see Real Madrid changing. I see, I see Bellingham lifting the, the top scorer award. Yes, absolutely. OK, well, we mentioned the Champions League. Of course, Spain, once again, uh, proudly represented in the Champions League at this season. If you take a look at the bookies and how they have things set, well, Real Madrid are fourth favourites. Barcelona uh, then coming at sixth favourites. Atleti at seven. Don't forget Real Sociedad as well. So I'll ask you this, Alex. Is the Spanish side going to win the Champions League in 2024? I think no. I think if, if any of them were going to do it, it would be Real Madrid. But for me, the big question mark for Real Madrid in the Champions League, we talk about the defence. For me, it's the goalkeeper. For, for me, it's no Thibaut Courtois. Think back to last time Madrid won the Champions League. Think about how crucial Courtois was. Think about that final against, against Liverpool where he put in, I think he made a record-breaking number of saves in that final. Courtois is so big for Madrid in those big games. And he's out. We don't know when he's going to be back, Thibaut Courtois. He might be back before the end of the season. He might not. Right now, you've got Kepa and Lunin battling out for the number one spot. And for me, Kepa and Lunin are not Champions League winning, winning goalkeepers, I don't think. So for me, the absence of Courtois is the one thing that would prevent Madrid from, from going all the way. And otherwise, Barca, Atleti, um, Real Sociedad, I'd love to see it, but I, but I can't see it. Yeah, it's difficult to put on the argument for Barcelona. Atleti, maybe if they can put up a bit of a run. Real Madrid, though, uh, clearly are the favourites, Shaq. Don't talk about the goalkeeper. <laughs> of the Spanish clubs, Real Madrid, Real Madrid are, are the favourites. I, I think that there's no real question to it. Um, I, I, Barcelona have been disappointing. And, and unless, again, there's, there's this almighty turnaround come the new year, um, I, I, just, I just don't see it. Atletico Madrid, good, but again, not good enough for me. The only, the only thing that's kind of giving those clubs any sense of optimism is that everybody else is, is, is also so flawed. City haven't been anywhere near as good as, as we know they can be. Bayern have their, their issues, so maybe somebody sneaks in, but all other things being equal, I, I just don't see a Spanish victor. Well, we talk about Xavi's future. If they lose against Napoli in a manner that embarrasses Barcelona, that would have us asking more questions about him, wouldn't it? Yeah, definitely. Listen, it does make a difference how you lose. Mm. You know, you can, you can be pretty good and be unfortunate and an own goal or whatever it may be or a, a bad decision, but the way they're playing, a huge humiliation could, you know, Shaq was talking earlier about, about Laporte undermining them. I mean, if, if that's true, then it seems like the guy's sitting waiting to press a button. So, yeah, that wouldn't be good. Uh, final question is one that is worth 10,000 to one, of course, Alex. Will Girona win the league? <laughs> I don't think so. I, I, again, I'd love to see it, but I, I don't think so. I, I think it's much more likely that Real Madrid in the end go, go all the way. I think Girona have got what it takes to, to push them. I think Girona have got what it takes. We've seen that to, to finish top four and to, to be there or thereabouts in the latter stages. But to, to win the league, I still think Real Madrid have got that. 
that little bit more in terms of quality. And I think when it when it comes to it, I would back Madrid to to finish ahead of Girona and then Atleti and and Barca battling out for the top four as well. But no, it would be an incredible story. It would be an all time an all time story if Girona could could go all the way. But in a in a title race, uh, sort of head to head, last few games, Madrid versus Girona, I would back Madrid with with their experience and with their quality and with Ancelotti and and all of those factors. I think would go in in Madrid's favour. Uh, they'll, of course, be looking to kick off 2024 as they finished the last year. Big test on them, though, to kick off the new year as Girona take on Atletico Madrid. Uh, according to the bookies, it's tight, in fact, uh, between the hosts and the visitors. Uh, it's going to be an interesting tie, isn't it, Alex, for more than one reason? Yeah, because we keep waiting for Girona to slip up, and they haven't yet. And you know, that was the case right the way through to, to Christmas. And now let's see if they can carry on what they've been doing in, in 2024. There's no reason to think that they can't. It's interesting. They're starting to get unsettled by, you know, transfer rumours. There have been these links with, with Barca and, and midfielder Alex Garcia, key player for, for them, which even if it doesn't happen, is a little bit unsettling, I think. And, but that's normal when you're playing well and players are, are performing. In that sense, it's a, it's a good news story, I guess. But um, let's see if they can deliver against Atletico Madrid. The one question mark we've had about Girona is, what are they doing in the big games? And we saw that against Barcelona before Christmas. They went and mm. thumped Barcelona. You know, earlier in the season against Real Madrid, they played okay, but they but they lost. And this is the, the, the sort of the third of those big games, those big tests for Girona. Like I said, they've come through uh, those previous tests with, with flying colours. And if they were to do that again here against Atleti, well, again, it, it's another reason to think they've got what it takes to go all the way. Yeah, Atleti, not very good um, this season away from what home. What are the odds for Girona to win? You're a gambling man. Uh, to, I think it's about four or five to one now. It's been trimmed a lot. Oh. Or to take on another mortgage now. It's a it on. But this is a, another game, as Alex says, you make a statement. And it's interesting, oh, the noise, which is just starting to be generated, players being linked to... If, if you're a manager, you shut out that noise, you take it one game at a time, yes, Stevie. How easy well, manager, is that to do? It's easier for the manager. Well, it's yeah. Not, it's not as easy for the player. Well, that's, yeah, that's the problem, you know, isn't it? I, I, I don't care who you are. If you're playing for a team like Girona and teams like Real Madrid and Barcelona start getting mentioned, then it kind of takes your eye off the ball. Right. Uh, and, the, and we can all turn around and say, I'm not thinking about it, but, the, but you really are. So it depends mentally how they, how they, how they, they face the challenge. Uh, and obviously, again... The first test of the season, you don't want it to be against Atletico Madrid. Because mm. you just don't. Because at the very least, you know they're going to be in your face. But still, what a good chance to make a statement. Well, that's the other side of the coin. There we are. Always the, always the brighter so, side. Yeah. I mean, listen, I, I, I am not a huge fan of Atletico Madrid, but I can see them getting in the faces of Girona. And Girona try and pass the ball out. And if I'm Simeone... I'm going to test their mental fortitude and I'm going to squeeze the life out of them right at the very start of the game anyway. I think what also plays into Girona's favour a little bit is that when they started, when the season started on this great run and um, everybody talking about them, they come up against Madrid for a top-of-the-table clash at Real Madrid and be, be humbled. And I think that's a, a valuable learning lesson for them to use your phrase, Dan, play, take, take this one game at a time that... If you start believing your own hype, machines like, like Real Madrid just come rolling along and, and will steamroll you. So while you learn from that in the performance against Barcelona, you have to double down and just keep your feet on the ground, take it one game at a time against Atletico Madrid. But yeah, you're right. You get this, you get this right. Um, I, I think you, you have, have shown that you're, 
you've matured since that, that Real Madrid game. Uh, we'll see. Thank you very much to Alex. Alex, of course, will be with us uh, throughout La Liga season, live from Spain. Meanwhile, live from the studio tomorrow, Shaka Hislop will be here to look ahead to Girona on his own. Girona <laughs> <laughs> against Atletico Madrid. Coverage starts at 3 p.m. Eastern. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't a search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash FC. Just go to Indeed.com slash FC right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on the podcast. Indeed.com slash FC. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Did you know less than 10% of Americans own an e-bike? Here's why that should change. Studies show e-bike owners actually end up exercising more, plus getting outside more. If you're looking for a balanced lifestyle and everyday adventures, you need to check out Electric e-bikes. They are the number one selling e-bike brand in America. Their bikes are typically foldable, pre-assembled and have serious range up to 150 miles on some models. Check them out today at electricebikes.com and add some more adventure to your week. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Bikes.com. Uh, just a reminder, at the round of 32 of the Coppadale Ray, uh, those games to play, take place this weekend. Remember, the way the draw works is all the big boys are drawn away against the smaller sides. You see them intriguing ties like Lugo against Atletico Madrid and Aradinha against Real Madrid and Barbastro to play host to Barcelona. All those matches are live on ESPN+. Uh, there was one game in the Premier League today, West Ham taking on Brighton. It would finish goalless. Uh, Brighton probably feel aggrieved that they didn't get all three points. They were better of the two sides. Uh, West Ham offered very little, if anything, going forward. Yet David Moyes' side still remain sixth in the table, clear of Brighton by three points. Uh, Frank LaBeouf uh, joins us, but he's back with us. Uh, Frank, I want to start with you, Shaka, though, as a former West Ham player. Sixth and table, great, yep. but it's these sort of performances, aren't they? It's just going to frustrate West Ham supporters so much. Uh, absolutely. Listen, I think the club has achieved a lot under David Moyes, winning Europa Conference League last season, top six finishes. Um, but his style frustrates. Uh, and while, yes, you're right, he gets results, and there has been no progress to West Ham's style of play. And, and that is, is particularly frustrating for a club such as West Ham, especially against somebody. And as good as Brighton have been, if you're a West Ham fan, you're thinking, traditionally, we're better than Brighton. But Brighton come to, to, to uh, East London and completely dominate possession at, at the very least. Ariola didn't have too much to do himself, but they completely dominated possession. West Ham played this usual counter-attacking style. And, and truth be told, it, it wasn't... Wasn't that enjoyable as a home fan? But to his critics, Steve, you can say, look, I've just beaten Arsenal, beaten Manchester United, we're sixth in the table. 
<laughs> yeah, I can't argue with you. The problem is, it, it's one thing to do that away from home. The frustrating thing is to do it at home. I mean, 781 passes Brighton had. At least half of those were under no pressure. They were just backing off and backing off and backing off. Now, I'm sorry, if I'm a West Ham fan and I'm turning up this time of the year, I want something to cheer, cheer about. And, and, and they don't give you anything to cheer about. It's, it's, it's boring, is what it is. But, as you said, you, if you're getting points, is it, is it better than being in a relegation battle? But it's just it's tough to watch. In, in, in Moyes' defence, um, Jared Bowen has been West Ham's best player for the last couple of seasons. The most exciting players, other than Bowen, are Kudus and Paqueta, mm -hmm. both missing, missing today. So that, that took away a lot from, from well, the watchability of, of West Ham. But that, would they would they have played any different had those two? Well, they, they they no no they, they wouldn't play any different. <laughs> right. uh, Frank, did you enjoy this? Of course not. Uh, I mean, on the West side, West Ham side, of course not because it's not enough. Yes, Paqueta wasn't wasn't there. Yes, Kudus wasn't there as well. But they have enough players, and I think about Walt Pros and uh, of course Bowen uh, and even Fornals. They can, they can Ben Ben Rama. Uh, I mean, they are very offensive, talented player, and uh, I don't get it. I mean, yes, you have to be strong defensively in order to manage something offensively. But when you have only one option, uh, like Conte or Mourinho tried to explain with Spurs last year, and we see the difference this season, there is no excuse for David Moyes for not trying to get something on top of being good defensively. If today you don't have Areola, they lose the game. He made like three big saves and, uh, and um, yeah, defensively they were good, but without a fantastic goalkeeper and he's been this, um, for many times since season, uh, I mean lately, they would have lost that game. So therefore they have nothing else to offer but praying for the goalkeeper to be good, very good, and to be good enough defensively. But it's not enough because you have the possibility with the other players. In another hand, Brighton should have should have scored goals. You know, they are they had so much opportunities, especially especially second half. I don't understand how they sometimes miss the chances. Uh, and uh, and it, it wasn't boring because you have something always something to get out of the game. But from West Ham, for me, it's really not enough. Uh, so that's it now for the Premier League fixtures for a while as the FA Cup uh, takes over. An FA Cup, of course, that you can see live and exclusively on ESPN+. Plus. We are bringing you every single game, 32 matches over the next few days. It all starts off tomorrow. Palace, is tomorrow Thursday? Tomorrow's Thursday? No, no tomorrow's, tomorrow's Wednesday. Wednesday. Starts on Thursday. Palace taking on Everton. Friday, see Spurs take on Burnley. Some of the feature games on Saturday. Why'd you ask me? Include, I oh, know that was a mistake, <laughs> uh, Sunderland against Newcastle on Sunday. It's all about our feature game, isn't it? Arsenal against Liverpool. What a match that should be. And Monday sees Wigan take on Manchester United, a tie that United definitely do not uh, want to play and certainly don't want to lose. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, former Manchester United striker 
Wayne Rooney is out at Birmingham City. It was a controversial appointment when it was when he was uh, taken on because Birmingham were doing well. They were sixth in the table since then. They've been in absolute free fall and they sit 20th now, just five points above the drop zone. This is his record, just the two victories he had in those, uh, in those 11 matches. Uh, there's some goals and against, and there's some draws, I'm sure, in there as well. That's good. Uh, meanwhile, this is what you had to say. Football is a results business, and I recognise they have not been at the level I wanted them to be. However, time is the most precious commodity, and a manager requires, and I do not believe 13 weeks was sufficient to oversee the changes that were needed. Is it just a case you're coming in already behind the eight ball a little bit and the, the club's not, not struggling and then everything goes wrong? <laughs> Listen, generally when you get a job, the team are struggling. Yeah, exactly. So to be sitting sixth in the league, I wouldn't suggest, with half a season to go, is, is struggling. But when you only win two and 15 and you end up two places off the relegation, mm -hmm. then the club really has no, no, no choice. I mean, you know, he said all the right things there. You know, he didn't complain, but he did say he didn't have a lot of time. And on the face of it, 13 weeks isn't a lot of time to make any sort of changes, really, that, 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 that may work. But when you're dropping like a stone and you own the club, you're not going to think about that. You're going to think about relegation and you're going to change it. And the name only carries so much weight, yeah? Yeah, I, I'm surprised it took so long. I, I'll be honest with you. And, and I, I get your point, I get Wayne Rooney's point that 13 weeks isn't a, isn't a long time. But you are tasked with taking Birmingham City from a playoff contender in the championship to automatic promotion. And instead, you kind of flirting with automatic relegation. What, what changes were you trying to implement? Mm. Um, and, and so, as a result, it, it comes as, as no real surprise. I, again, the only surprise is that it took as long as it did. Uh, we've seen it quite a lot, and we with some of these English stars, Frank, the likes of Lampard, uh, Gerard, Rooney now as well, that just because you were so successful on the pitch, on the sideline, it doesn't, isn't necessarily a given. Of course, of course. I mean, you, you need something special. And remember Michel Platini taking the, uh, the national team in the 90s and not being able to, to uh, express the talent that he was expressing on the field uh, with his mouth and uh, explaining the football that he was feeling. And uh, it does, sometimes it doesn't work. So, and uh, some other who haven't or never been or maybe f just few times been uh, football players like Arsene Wenger, he was a kind of a substitute for Strasbourg. Uh, I, I've been absolutely fantastic because psychologically, because they had a feeling, because they, f they, 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 yeah, they were feeling something special. Where maybe Rooney, Lampard, Gerard, and some others, uh, Maradona was the same same thing. Mm. They, they, they weren't able to express what they were able to show on the on the field, and that's that's gonna happen. But I wonder what the board of Birmingham City. Why they decided to sack the player was already six on the, the top league. Uh, that doesn't make any sense for me. Uh, speaking of not making any sense, Frank will be back on Extra Time. As always, you can check that out over <laughs> on our YouTube channel. Uh... We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. 
But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Uh, that is it. That brings us to the end of today's show. As mentioned, though, Frank will be back. Shepard Stevie here as well for extra time, which is next. Welcome in then to the latest edition of Extra Time. Shaq is here, Stevie as well. Frank LaBeouf joins us. Frank just sent out a generic text to everyone on New Year's Eve, so I didn't reply. I need to be a little more personal, Frank. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I forgot. I forgot that you had a big head, so I need to personalize my uh, my text. You know, I I did I did it to uh, to my friends. You know, and I. I said, well, uh, you know, Happy New Year from France to all of you. I miss you. I mean, I miss you and everything. And no. only few of of, uh, of few answered, and you were the first one to not to. And I'm yeah, very, don't forget, I'm you, We want something a little more I'm intimate, a little more personal. Right? Not just edit, copy, paste. Yeah, I'm going to gonna send you something very, very personal. Don't worry, you're going to receive it. You can count on me. <laughs> Frank, how good was Marcel Desailly? I only got to watch the latter part of his career at Chelsea and do not see his name when world-class defenders are being discussed. The best of the best. I mean, uh, he played most of the time midfielder as well for Mar- with Marseille and Milan, but he was able to play as a centre-back as well. But when uh, Milan won the uh, Champions League 4-0 against Barcelona, uh, he scored the, the fourth goal in the final. He played uh, in a, in a, as a midfielder. And uh, I mean, the guy was uh, a beast. Uh, he was nicknamed the, 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 the Rock. And now you were talking about the wage of during the show of Mbappe coming to uh, to Real Madrid for, uh, uh, mm. comparing to uh, the others. I remember when he signed in 98, we were both World Cup champions and he signed for Chelsea for maybe four times more than me. And I, I knock at the door at Colin and Chisson, uh, office and I say, I'm sorry, uh, uh, can I at least I have maybe just, you know, uh, double my wage like that. I will all have like two less, two, two times less than Marcel Desailly. He said, OK, that's only fair. I said, it's the guy was such a monster. I was so proud of playing alongside him with the national team with Chelsea. And, uh, and you know, he never tackled. He didn't know how to tackle. He was so good because he was anticipating everything. That tackle wasn't even an option for him. That really, The Rock was the best nickname uh, that, that you could have gotten for him. It sounds similar to the way you speak of Alan Hansen, Stevie, in that Aye. he'd have a clean kit. That, and, that's, and that's exactly what I was going to say to Frank. Like, but this IE strip, from the start, first game of the season to the last, the woman didn't need to bother washing it. <laughs> the, the, or whoever was in charge of it. You just take it off, hang it up again, yep. get it next week. I'm ready to go. I, yeah. I, I've already met this IE once playing in one of his Masters events um, after he retired. 
down to earth as anybody. Right. I, and, and that, for, for a player that was so good and was so respected, he was just... Uh, That's just the opposite of Frank. Well, pretty, yes, right? which is why he got paid <laughs> twice as much as Frank. <laughs> that was it. The best story I ever heard about this, I.e. Jason, I played with Jason Robertson at Portsmouth. He said when he was at West Brom, they played Chelsea. And he keeps making runs, and, and this guy just steps, steps up, and he's offside. So Chelsea winning three or four, something like that. So then during the game, this guy says, timing your runs too early. So he's like, I'll tell you where to go. <laughs> this is during the game. This is during the game. So he's telling Jason, when, when, when the midfielder gets the ball, he's telling Jason Roberts, go now, go now. <laughs> so he, Jason Roberts is running, and then he's running. This is during the game. Brilliant. He's coaching, he's coaching the centre forward he's playing against. Wow. So funny. There you go. Oh, goodness. Beautiful. What's he doing now, Frank? Uh, he lives in uh, in Ghana. He went back there and opened, I think, a, a beautiful resort over there. And uh, he's enjoying his life in his uh, country. He was born in Ghana. Mm -hmm. he, he was brought by uh, uh, his mother and uh, the, the the father who adopted him. And uh, and he's uh, he's having a very good life. And uh, Marcel is Marcel. I love Marcel. Marcel is a is a businessman. He always been a businessman be, before being a football player. He was always talking about you know, contracts and everything, making money. And the way he was talking was like an ambassador. His father, the, 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 the father who, had, who adopted him, was an ambassador, I think. He was a, or a deputy. He was a politician. He was talking like that. And Marcel was doing the same. He was like, he was, yeah, he was making a speech, even about talking about nothing important. I love the guy. The guy is so funny on top of being a very nice person and an absolutely fantastic player. Uh, let's start being mean some English managers, Stevie. This sounds right up your street. Oh. Start, bench, drop and ban. Oh, it's a Ooh. fourth. Oh, Why have we got to ban them? Just think it's never allowed to coach football again. Right. Steven Gerrard, Frank Lampard, Gary Neville, Wayne Rooney. I would. Oof. Oh, good luck. <laughs> well, <laughs> so You've got, to, you've got to start, I guess you've got to say that Gerard of of all of them, had the most success. When he was at Celtic. It was at Rangers. 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 Yeah, you're right on top of things now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you'd have to go with Gerard first. <laughs> then it'd have to be Frank. He's got two months in Saudi Arabia without a win. I, I, well, that shows you how great the list is, doesn't it? Right, okay. <laughs> you know, if he's, the, if he's the, the best pick, yeah. then it's got to be Gary Frank. Gary Neville was a, the coach of which team? Valencia, oh, yes, yeah. Valencia. Valencia. Was, yeah, it was a disaster. And so Wayne, uh, Wayne oh, actually yes, true, had true. some kind of, <laughs> some sort of resemblance of success in MLS. Okay. Because the team he was with DC didn't give him any money to spend at all. So he did okay. And then, I mean, Gary Neville was just a complete, utter disaster. Right. At Valencia. Yeah. There we go. I don't think they've recovered yet either. They won today. Yeah. Uh, Stevie, what do you make of the rumours that Liverpool was interested in Anthony Robinson? I think, uh, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't mind seeing him in a, in a Liverpool strip. I don't, I don't think Simicast is, is good enough. Uh, and absolutely, I think Robinson would push Andy, Ro Andy Robinson. Frank, amongst the Fs... Robertson, not Andy Robinson. I was going to let it go. Yeah, Robertson there. Yeah, you must have I don't know why, you must have missed it. Uh, Frank, amongst the FC crew, who do you think could pull off a career in the theatre really well? And who do you think has no chance at all? 
Oh, Shaq is acting. You've seen, in the... you've seen me and you've seen my work. Yeah. You've seen my work, Stephen. Oh, uh, Shaq, Shaq got, yeah, but not maybe in the theater. He's playing a goalpost. No, in a, in, a, in, in a movie, I see Shaka, you know, as the president of a country, you know, oh. playing the the guy somebody wants to be wants to kill him and it's gonna be saved by somebody like a, <laughs> like yeah yeah I see I see that guy but you know what in terms of theaters and comedy uh, Dan has the talent of being very funny at the right time so he has the perfect uh. timing for that we don't appreciate him because uh, we are the subject that is teasing but uh, but he's very good at doing it he's very good at the doing worst, it Frank? why we Who like be to, the worst. Uh, Oh, oh, oh. Why does he take so long? <laughs> I think Ali, Ali, no, 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 no. I tried to oh. think about all the bandits and, uh, and uh, well, I think Luis Garcia will be a fantastic kind of beautiful and some guy, but he's too strict. He has right. to lay, he has to chill out a little bit. So, oh, but, uh, but otherwise, yeah, uh, uh, maybe Ali, Ali as well has to chill out a little bit if he wants to. Okay, uh, all right. Think about it, Carol. Stevie. I can't believe he never mentioned uh, his good old friend, uh, Mr. Burley. Mr. Burley? <laughs> he was, he'd like it on stage. Oh, Craig. Oh, wow. Craig. Craig would be now Craig would be perfect for the Muppet show. You know, always complaining. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, what's one team you wish you could have played for, Shaka, and you can't choose Real Madrid or Barcelona? Liverpool. Ah. Yeah. There you are. I, I've, I've always said the, the ground I enjoyed playing at most was, was Anfield. Yeah. I, I absolutely loved it. I, I thought that, that fan base and, and playing there was was like nowhere else other than teams I represent. Yes, quick, quickly, quickly. <laughs> Stevie? Glasgow Rangers. Ah, your team. That was my team as a yep. boy, yeah. Yep. What about you, Frank? Actually, as soon as tried to tap me up. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Liverpool as well. When when yeah. when I um, when Kevin Keegan was working with us for ESPN a long time ago, uh, I, I shared some good times because that that was the team who put down um, Saint Etienne in uh, in the former uh, in the Champions League, but a long time ago. And I love that team. I love the shirt and of course the the atmosphere. Uh, Bayern Munich as well was one of the, oh. the the teams that I would have played. I would have loved to play for. Yeah. Um, didn't Graham Sooners try and tap you up once? How did you know that? Oh, <laughs> I remember you telling me. Uh, yeah, no, he called me 19, just after he went to Rangers. Right. He said, uh, do you fancy it? And I was like, ah, I think I'm all right where I am. Where were you at the time? Liverpool. I see. No regrets? No. No, that's fair enough. Uh, if Shaka was cast as the new 007, would Stevie be Q? And what would Bond villain Frank's diabolical scheme be, cloning Mbappe? Oh, it's quite well. Wow. Well, a look. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Frank would definitely do. I really could, you know. Yeah, you think so, Shank? Yeah. I'll do my own stunts and everything. Frank's got the bald head for the part for Fra the villain. Frank, and he's got a cat. And he's got a cat. Yeah, he's yeah. sorted as well. Frank. Oh, yes. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah, he's a member of Spectre. There you are, beautiful. Who, who's Q? Who's Q? Yeah. Isn't it Judy Dench? Yeah. Is that Judy Dench? Or is that like the boss? No, Q, is Q no. No, the guy that does all the weapons and all that? Oh, the techie guy. Oh. oh. 
And as soon as he said Postacolu, for some reason, yeah, Lopetegui came clearly, and I was like, I know, what's he talking about? So yeah, this is Wesley Snipes all over again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Shaq, uh, top three. Yeah, the uh, the managers in the top five, I, I think, are the best: Postacolu, uh, Emery, and um, Arteta. Yep. Yeah, I, okay. I think those are the best three. Uh, if Sancho Stevie makes it back to Dortmund, will it restore his prowess? What impact will he have on the club? These are quite advanced talks, apparently. This could happen. Yeah, that's advanced. Is that right? Yeah. I, I, I think that's a difficult one. I think it'd be too obvious to just turn around and say, well, yeah. Because, I mean, the guy clearly, mentally, has a problem. And he hasn't kicked the ball for how long? So, so it's... People got to realise playing football isn't just about flicking a switch and the light comes on. It takes it, it takes so many things that have to all come together. And right now, this guy is well, he's doing nothing, uh, and there's nothing to say that when he comes back, he's going to be able to do it with, within a short period of time. So, yeah, I, w I would say no. What do you think, Jack? I'm I'm doubtful as well. I, I, not not just the fact that he hasn't been playing, but even when he has, he's not given not given you any reason to believe that he can rediscover the form that he he had at Dortmund. So unless they, uh, I, again, I'm, I, I just don't see it. Stevie, winners and losers from the December results. Do you remember them? No. 
What, Liverpool, you would say? Yeah, Liverpool. Liverpool, Manchester oh. City, I would say, in the main winners. Liverpool. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, 100% Liverpool. Yeah, and Arsenal, probably the losers. I'm just answering the whole question yes. for you here. Yes, thank yes. you, Dan. All right, maybe Aston Villa you could City throw in there as well. December. Yeah, actually, yes, Hi, Aston Villa. Yeah. Yes, there we go. Yeah, Good. Manchester work. United, obviously, you can throw in there, but that's, yeah, fair. No, that's every right. month. Yes, yes. Yeah. lovely. Yeah. Good, well done. Final question, Frank. Who is the most technically gifted player you've ever seen play the game? I can never get past Ronaldinho. Yes, Ronaldinho was definitely, in terms of Brazilian that I played against, the most talented. But I cannot avoid thinking about Zizou. I mean, what Zizou was capable of doing technically was absolutely amazing. Uh, in, uh, and I saw him dreaming like two, three players in a, in a very uh, small space. So, yes, uh, him and um, who I can think about. Um, Oh, right. I try to enough, remember. Uh, okay, perfect. Go. Yeah, you are perfect. You can go. Yeah. You, it's midnight with you. You can go to bed. That's fine. That's all right. Uh, thank you very much. <laughs> yes. Uh, Shaka. Good. Shaka is back tomorrow. Steve, are you here as well? No. Nope. No, Shaka's all on La Liga tomorrow. Of course, a couple of big games, including Girona against Atletico Madrid, Real Madrid taking on Mallorca as well. And at the end of those matches, ESPN FC with you, of course, as we are every single day live on ESPN+. Plus.